0: So I just got an electric piano for my daughter, Kalia, and she's about to take piano lessons and I'm really excited for her. And one of my biggest regrets as a child was not actually sticking with piano when I was a kid. I never really saw the value of it. It was something that I just did because I wanted to play drums in uh, the, the high school band. That lasted for about six months and then I quit. And as I kind of go back, one of the things I always talk about is this idea that we need to kind of expose kids to things that they might not know they're interested in, but also tap into their strengths and passions. It's not about one or the other. And as I mentioned, one of my biggest regrets is that I didn't stick with piano. So not only did I get this for my daughter, Clea, this is an opportunity for me to do my own learning again, to kind of dig back into it. So, one of the things I've already been doing is learning some new songs and playing. And it's amazing the ability that you have to actually play the piano, to do some of these different things in a way I could have never done when I was a kid. One of my favorite movies of all time is actually one of my daughter's favorite movies is uh, La La Land. I'm a big Ryan Gosling fan. If you know me at all, I love Ryan Gosling. I, Barbie, Ryan Gosling makes that movie. I love Ryan Gosling. And so one of my favorite songs is City of Stars. And what I did right away is I just went on to YouTube and I learned how to play the opening riff of City of Stars. And I learned it and it actually has a really cool video that kind of just shows you the keys. Took an iPad, put it up on the piano and started to learn it. And that's the very first thing I taught my daughter Kalia. And so immediately she's interested in learning how to play because I found something that she loved and actually got her interested by teaching her that. So she can kind of see the long-term goal. And so then I started doing some of the, the practices, downloaded an app, went through that process myself. And the reason I share this all with you is it's an amazing time that doesn't matter our age, doesn't matter how old we are, we can learn anything that we are willing to actually want to learn. But it is also understanding that The people we serve really kind of getting them to understand why we're doing something, seeing the long term vision, because I probably dropped out of piano because I could only play Mary Had a Little Lamb so many times. And I was like, this is not why I want to learn an instrument is to play these songs I don't care about. I was really into like Depeche Mode, uh, you know, and because I had, you know, older siblings that would listen to that. I wasn't interested in like nursery rhymes or anything like that. But that's all i was playing and so kind of seeing where that could go there's something really powerful but the other thing i think is really important is i'm showing my daughter my willingness to actually learn myself and i think that's the most important aspect is when we ask our students our kids to learn new things do they see that we have a willingness to do the same thing and that's why I really loved having Allison Selmer on this podcast, because she is a principal in Vermont. She was actually in my UPenn course on laying the foundation for innovation education. And her reflections were absolutely amazing. I love learning from her. So I invited her on the podcast to talk about the process because she was really modeling her learning. And a lot of times we are really scared about, you know, administrators going to conferences, taking courses. Cause they're like, Oh, there's a, here's a bunch of new things that they're going to implement on to the staff. And one of the things Alice and I talked about is the first thing you should be doing when you come back as an administrator, as a leader saying, hey, I went to this event. Here's something I'm going to learn myself. Here's something I want to kind of figure out. It's not about getting people to do things. It's actually saying, what am I going to do that's different? How am I going to actually, not just lead by example, but learn by example. And so Alice and I talked about that and so many other things I really love talking with her. Uh, You should check out her blog. It's uh, linked in the description down below. I had a wonderful time with Allison. I know you're going to learn a lot from her. Uh, Welcome back to another episode of the Innovator's Mindset Podcast. everyone this is george Kroos. welcome back to another episode of the innovators my ted podcast i am so blessed today to have allison selmer and actually allison uh weirdly enough allison reached out to me i don't know if you remember this about taking uh my class with some of your colleagues uh from your your school district in in vermont and uh, i had a great conversation with you you actually ended up taking the class and I'm to be honest with you i like had no idea how impactful your work would be on me like as the person teaching the class i just loved your reflections uh learning about the things that you're doing in your school and i've actually um allison was on another uh, early episode of the podcast doing three questions but if you didn't catch that one check out um her blog down below because you're going to learn a ton especially if you're an administrator you're trying to implement some change So Allison has been a principal, um, I think, think for the last seven years. Uh, She's also taught. She she just shared with me that, you know, you you did designs, you have different experiences. Um, It is a true blessing to have you. And she's so busy that we're doing this over the you know, the the December holidays. So thanks for taking time out of your day. I so appreciate that because I know like there's a million things you could be doing. And so you're sitting on this podcast with me, but Allison, if you could just kind of Um, introduce yourself tell us who you are what you do today how you got there I think it's a great place to start
1: sure yeah hi everyone I'm Allison Selmer I live in central Vermont and I'm currently in my seventh year of being a school principal Um, I'm actually a co-principal so I work with pre-k through fourth grade students in a pre-k eight building oh
0: wow I did I actually didn't know that for some reason
1: for you. Yeah, yep. And uh, so, my I have a co principal and a director of special education in our building as well. So, we're a three person admin team, but I've um, the other two colleagues have been there for two years and I've been there for now seven. Um, and let's see, I, 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 as you mentioned, I started in design, so, education was not where I thought I was going to be. Um, and I am so glad I had the journey I had because I don't know if I would have been the teacher that I was or the leader that I am now if I hadn't had that design background, working with de- different clientele, different mm. design firms and the organization and the system process um, development skills before getting into this this work. But I uh, I ended up, going back to school and becoming an elementary education uh, teacher. So started in kindergarten and wasn't so sure that kindergarten was going to be the place for me, but I ended up absolutely loving it. And I had a great administrator who helps me along the way and inspired me to eventually get into administration. So yeah. Um, Yeah. And the school that I'm currently in is the one that I started in uh, as an administrator.
0: Oh, really?
1: Yeah. So I have very limited kind of exposure to um, different schools, districts, states. And so I really enjoy taking courses like the one I took with you, Mm -hmm. where I get to see different perspectives and um, learn from people from different not only different parts of the state but parts of the country and outside of our country it was it was really enlightening it was great
0: yeah and that was actually like it is very interesting you know in those classes because i think maybe half were in the us and the other half were spread out all over the world and and that that is something especially and i'm gonna ask you about this too when you're a principal and you're a co-principal so you have a little bit different perspective um when i was a principal you feel very isolated because you're the only one, right? In your school, you kind of feel like a lot of the weight of the world is on your shoulders. And when you start doing stuff that might be a little bit different than what people are used to, then you feel super alone. And I felt that a lot of my growth was connecting outside of my school. And, oh, okay, I'm actually, you know, this isn't a weird thing to be doing. A lot of schools... maybe not in our district right now, but they're doing this here. They're doing this here. They're seeing really positive results uh, from this. And so I I actually remember when I first became a principal, I actually went out of my way to connect with other principals um, around the world just to get different perspectives and to learn new things. And I don't know if I could have done it without them, to be honest with you. And, you know, there's a lot of those people like Dwight Carter was a principal. He's, that was like, geez, 14 years ago, him and I connected on Twitter and uh, we're friends to this day because of that experience. But I, I do have to ask you, like, I, I've i never, I'm not going to lie to you. I've not only never had someone who's a co-principal on my podcast. I don't think I've ever, I didn't even know that was a thing. So, Thanks. yeah. So t- tell me about that. What Like, what does that look like? How does that work? Like, what, what how does that work in your schools?
1: I think that most people would make some parallel kind of, um, I guess, parallels to what an an assistant principal would be. Mm -hmm. So we have the exact same responsibilities. I just do it with pre-K four and this other person does it with fifth through eighth grade. Mm. So we, but we co-run the building. So everything that's school-wide pre-K eight, we do together. So anything that's related to food service, transportation, custodial maintenance, facilities, finances, that's all very much a um a decision that's made together and then anything that's like curriculum based assessment based instructional hmm. um, strategies is a little bit divided between elementary and middle level so
0: is that, um, is that unique in your school district is it a vermont thing like no I you-
1: yeah i think it might be a vermont thing uh and it's not necessarily unique to our district hmm. um, in fact our district we have five other schools and then We have co-principals in each of the buildings, except for one building has a lead principal and an assistant principal. And what I thought, so most people describe an assistant principal as somebody who deals mainly with um, behavior management discipline aspects. And this building um, that, that I have in my district, they designed it a little bit differently. And this assistant principal focuses more on the curriculum and assessment. For the whole school, and not the behavior management. So hmm. I don't know. I yeah, it's very. It was a unique thing for me to learn too. Well, uh-
0: yeah, and I I like I you know I appreciate it because I know um, the district that I was in. I was I was very blessed to have um, a really good mentor principal when I was assistant principal. Mm-hmm. And the interesting thing was, he kind of like he really focused on me being mentored to become a principal, not because like sometimes uh, like I actually wrote this post about, you know, when you're assistant principal part of your job is to kind of challenge the principal in the sense to ensure that they're not making decisions that are going to hurt the school, like not doing it publicly, but you know, kind of having those conversations saying like, I don't know if this is a good idea. Here's why. And uh, his name was Archie Lilico. One of the things he said to me was do not, ever think i'm doing something wrong and let me just go out there and do it like you have to say something before now if i say i have to make this decision you got to back me up right because there's sometimes things that are out of our control and whatever but don't just like not say anything that's part of your job and uh and so i was really blessed but that i'll be honest with you like i've I, i wrote a blog post on that and i had people like messaging me privately saying, I wish my principal was like that, you know, cause you know, it's like, don't ever challenge the assistant principal. And if you're, you know, if you're in a position of authority and you don't, if you just surround yourself with people who think exactly like you, um, you're going to end up failing and you might not even know it, which is the weird thing about that. Right. So I, I, I do love that perspective. The the thing that really I gravitated to when I was reading your stuff, Allison, was you're you're an absolutely incredible learner. And one of the things you shared with me before we talked on the podcast, and I think we have it very much in common. Probably we weren't the best learners in school, <laughs> right? Yeah. Like we we both had our you know almost like ulterior motives for you know staying in school. You seemed to, what you shared with me is like you were more focused on the social aspect. I was focused on sports. It was like basically like, hey, you gotta do your schoolwork if you wanna, you know, be allowed to play basketball. And so like how how do you think you change like why did that change in you? Like what what made that change? Cause you were because like when you were talking about stuff, it was really fascinating because you're not like, hey, we're doing this and just showing that. You're like, hey this is what we used to do here's some of the you know redirection here's some of the things we had to think differently about and you know kind of now here's where we're going so like what like I think that was so amazing because a lot of times we just see the product of stuff but not the process and you did a really beautiful job of you know connecting both what made you like what kind of sparked you to really kind of embrace that notion of being a learner
1: and yeah, I think that came very late in life for me. Uh, it was even after my first undergrad degree in college. Like I, Even my first round of college, I was very social and not really understanding, getting getting everything I could have out of it um, as far as a learner goes. And I, I think that something shifted when maybe it was when I was doing design work and I realized the process is so much more impactful than the end product and result. Like, yeah, there's an end goal in mind but it's, it's fascinating to me to see how we get there and ways to make things more efficient and more effective. And so I I was more of a systems thinker than I thought I was. And then when I got into education, I kept taking courses and professional development trainings, and I couldn't get enough of it. I, that's when I really was like absorbing everything and wanted to know more and wanted to do things differently and take some risks in, in what I was doing. And so I think it it evolved as I became more mature and realized the why behind it. I think I had more motivation. Um, I knew I wanted to be a teacher. I knew I wanted to eventually be an administrator. So there was more um, relevance to the learning. When I was in elementary school, I did not understand why I had to learn certain math concepts, how this was going to be applied in, in life. And I think that was the way that we were taught back then, too. This was way before common core state standards, way before we shifted how our instructional practices and um, different models worked. Um, so yeah, I think I think it evolved over time. And one of the things you mentioned earlier about our first conversation was a phone call prior right. to me taking the class. And I was very excited to try to have some of my faculty and staff join me in this learning experience so, and I, that's something that I really enjoy doing. And I think that comes back to that social piece for me. I enjoy learning with and alongside right. and right. and I think when you're an administrator and you can do that with the people that you work with in your right. building, it's so powerful and the conversations you can have and, you know, the action planning that you can d- develop together is, is amazing. Um, and so I was very, I was like, celebrity shocked when Stop you were like give me your cell phone and we had a talk on the phone I was like oh my goodness does anybody know who I'm talking to right now? so it was pretty fun and then I was a little disappointed and bummed out that I didn't have the, like I guess the belief in or the buy-in from the faculty and staff at the time yeah. it was the beginning I think it was the end of the summer beginning of the school year yeah, yeah. not the best time to try to ask right. people
0: to yeah because it was right about like it was right before the class even started I remember that too yeah
1: so I was said oh it's not going to stop me from taking it so I took the course and now I brag all that I, I talk it up and I absolutely love the book um innovate inside the box uh because there's so many uh different restrictions that we didn't I didn't know administrators yeah. have especially in consolidated districts um so yeah you really have to get creative and, and innovative and in, in how you approach things so um but the other cool thing about everything I'm have learned and continue to learn through this course is how I can bring it to my faculty and staff without having them actually take the course yet. Right. So I'm kind of giving little snippets for them uh, to get a taste. Um, but yeah, I, now I'm I'm this passionate lifelong learner almost to a fault. I get very <laughs> excited and I want to bring back everything and do it all I, at once. I need to slow things down
0: sometimes. Yeah. Well, and that's a reflective piece right there, right? Like, that, even uh, as I was sharing with you before as I was reading you know a lot of your work I was thinking about my time as a principal and thinking ah like I wish I'd done more like what Allison was doing like sometimes you rush things you you're expecting people to have the same enthusiasm level about something that you do but you know they don't necessarily see the same things that you do or you know don't necessarily have the same experiences but they're and like I I don't want to sound that in a condescending way because there's there's things that other people are really enthusiastic about that i'm not enthusiastic about and because I haven't seen the same things that they've seen I haven't had the same experiences. So it's kind of finding that that mesh between the two and you know i've written about this a ton i'm probably going to name the podcast this Um, the. What I thought was really powerful is I I, I know everyone knows the term like leading by example, but I actually think it should be replaced by learning by example. When people see you learning, that is leadership. That is growth. It isn't just making the decisions. It's actually showing the process. And that's something that I really loved. Um, That's what one of the things I love about this class is seeing people's reflections and them walking them through like walking through those stuff because I, it just, it, it really pushes my own thinking and my own growth. And um, for those who don't know that this, uh, I teach a class with uh, Kitty Novak, uh, it's a UDL certificate, certificated course. And I do the first part, where we talk about really kind of the foundational elements of, you know, setting up UDL, Uh, in your schools and as you kind of mentioned kind of systems thinking because people get excited about udl and then they're like we're doing udl and it's like why i don't understand you know like this doesn't make any sense and not really making those connections and so people like always want to kind of jump to stuff but not really do the foundational thing but we really focus on and this is going to sound like some i don't know maybe hippie class because i would have thought this was a hippie class when i went to university Uh, There's no grades in the class. It's really kind of helping people to focus on their learning. And when you and I were talking before, one of the things that you said stuck out to you was, I said at the beginning, you're going to get out of this class what you put into it. So if you're, if you're here just to do, to check boxes and, you know, just to get a grade. It's not how I do it. It's really conversational. So like, can you you can kind of just share what your thought process was through the experience, not just the content, because I appreciate the the acknowledgement of the book, um, but really kind of the process, because I think that's the most important part for me. It's not like, here's content you should read. It's really, I want to immerse you in something and get you to think about how could you do this with your staff? How could you do this with your students? Not just tell you stuff, but get you to experience something different. Like what, how was that process for you?
1: Yeah, I, I thought the format of the course itself was that alone was inspiring because you are you're living what UDL should be or could be in your classrooms in your schools. The way that the course is designed is that you have this on-demand module that you can hmm. access at your and and this is also geared towards adult learning yep. and I thought that was really um, it was really important to know your audience, right? So you had given us this flexibility of, and our use of our time to access the material, the information, kind of synthesize it and, and reflect on it. And then the way that we were expressing our learning and, and sharing our learning with others was through a blog that we, for me. So when you refer to my blog that I have, mm. it is brand new. It is at the very beginning stages because of this course. And it was some, that was something that I was hesitant to right. do on my own, but because it was part of this course and you taught us how to do it, I was like, okay, I think I can do this. Right. And you were great with like guiding us along the way. So then once you develop your own blog, you, the course assignments were through reflective um, posts and the posts that you had were also kind of a challenge by choice. You could do a variety of different ways mm-hmm. to show what you, were thinking what you're taking out of this what you're putting into it and what you're taking into your your skill your schools so i thought it was that part was amazing and the flexibility you had with the timing so you provided us with some milestone or kind of benchmark dates so it would be great if you could get module one done by this time and module two by this time and there's some flexibility with that mm-hmm. because life happens <laughs> yep. and work gets busy and so that was really great but I would say that the most inspiring and motivating piece of the whole course for me was the feedback. When you would, when um, an assignment was due and we posted something, you would not only read it, you would also share with us strengths or compliments, but then you'd also give us additional things we could dig deeper in, we could go further with our work. Um, And I couldn't wait to get that feedback from (laughs) you. I was more excited to get. feedback than I was to see I got a one out of one on the assignment Mm -hmm. for grade was really for me not about the grade and I think that's a mindset shift that a lot of um, adult educators are starting to make Mm -hmm. um, that it's not about the grade it's about the process and what yeah and what you put into the course is what you get out of it so um, yeah I would highly encourage any adult educator in any aspect um, whether you're a para, a teacher, um, an administrator to, mm-hmm.
0: to, well, that, and like, I, have been trying to think about the terminology that I want to use with this. Cause it's, it's like conversation as assessment, you know, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know if that's the right terminology, but the, so just to kind of, for people that maybe don't really understand this part there, the one that Allison's referring to, basically the only mark you could get was one, <laughs> like there is no 0.8, Point there's one it was one out of one right and the reasoning behind that is if it's like an a b c whatever it's the same mentality that educators can have this really easily they just look at the grade and ignore the the comments or the conversation and so when you just kind of know like that's going to be there then you do start to kind of dig in and and the i think i think that's really important for me and i i was really are you know, try to articulate this as best as possible, but it is different. And this is you did this so well. And so did everyone in the class, to be honest, you, it was um, it was like, you all have your own experiences, you have your own jobs, take the content and mix it into your current work. So for me to say, like, hey, you're like an instructional coach. I've never been an instructional coach, but I'm going to grade you on your ability to be an instructional coach. Doesn't make any sense to me because I don't know the role. So that I think that's why it's like, hey, here's some perspectives. And, you know, I don't, maybe this will help you a little bit. Um, the other thing too, and I, I, I'm going to, I don't know if I'm calling you out. I don't want to make you feel bad at all. You were late with some assignments. And, right, yeah. and the reason I'm bringing this up is because I was the, the, if you say like, here's a hard deadline and if you don't get it in by this time, you lose grades. Then I guarantee you, if I would have said that to you, just kind of knowing your personality, you would have got it in on time, but then it wouldn't have been as good. And when you know, like, Hey, like I got stuff going on. I actually want to put effort into this. Then like your everything you like, there is nothing. I was like, Oh, this felt rushed by you. Do you know what I mean? And so that's, that's why I do it that way is because Sometimes people are more concerned about the deadline than the the effort and the con- of the content. Does that mean, like I don't know if that makes sense how I kind of frame that, but like and it was like and by the way, I'm not giving Alison heck <laughs> for doing this. Like it was very clearly articulated. Like you don't have to message me. You don't have to like ask for an extension. Just try to get it around this time. And if you need more time, because as you said, life happens, then but i just want really good stuff that was the biggest intent not i want it on time it was i want good stuff and if it's not on time i'd rather have good stuff you know what i mean
1: yeah and that was very well articulated because that's exactly how i felt i'm like well i could rush and get this done tomorrow or i could do something that i'm really actually going to use and bring back to my school so yeah
0: yeah that was i just I, i i and i i love it because it it is uh it is i think i told you this the stuff that I teach, I remember I had a teacher in college who did something similar and I thought, what is this person doing? Like, this is just so strange. And then I was like, this is actually the best class I've ever taken because I actually cared about what I was doing. Not the grade, but what I was doing. And I thought that was, um, you know, that was, it always resonated with me because I, at first, I was like, what is going on here?
1: I also, I think it's so much more memorable too, Hmm. of a course. Like, I don't think I'll ever forget what I did in this course. It's not just kind of a one, one hour webinar that you're like, all right, moving on.
0: Right. Yeah. The the checklist of learning just bugs me. Yeah. Same. Uh, We, we set up stuff like that too, right? Yes. So, So, yeah, yeah. yeah, And that, that was very articulate. So here's a, here's a question I have for you. So you, you did some really amazing reflections um, I actually, I'm gonna be honest with you, and you mentioned this. Now you're gonna make me look bad. You, you just started blogging, and you're like a million times better of a writer than I am already. And so I'm like, seriously, I've been doing this for like 15 years, and I also just pops in, just starts doing stuff amazing. So like, you did like a did a really well, uh, a really great job. What is something that you kind of took from the process that you look at? Maybe you're gonna do something different. Maybe you're gonna do something. Uh, you know, well, how you maybe move forward, you know, something that you look back at. Like, what was kind of like a takeaway that you're going to actually implement um, into your own school process, into maybe some of the things you do with your staff?
1: I think this is going to be ongoing. I don't know if I have an actual, like, tangible piece. I think mm-hmm. that the, again, going back to the book, like, in innovating inside the box, I think what I, I need to do with my faculty and staff and my co principals mm-hmm. and colleagues is look at our current systems, look at what we can do to improve and um, make more efficient. And so that things can get a little bit more streamlined. I, I think, so I guess one of the bigger things I'll be taking away is um, how do we do less but better?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> Simplify. So I don't mean less that than like we would, um, lower bar lower standards or anything like that i mean we keep at in our district we keep adding and adding and adding to people's plates and everyone's overwhelmed everybody's exhausted they feel that they're tapped out but i'm thinking there's got to be a different way we can do this better but i can't do that on my own i can't come up with a system on my own um I took another course with Allie Hearn um, over the summer. I don't know if you're familiar with her work, but she had something that resonated with me too, where it was doing things with instead of doing things to or for. And um, so that's something that I've been trying to keep in the front of my mind too, when I bring things back to school. Um, But yeah, I think UDL, or well, yeah, universal design for learning is, not a new acronym for our school, but I would say we are not implementing it with um, any universal, um, at, at a universal level right now. So there's pockets of people who are doing mm-hmm. pockets of it. And so I think my, my hope for coming into this new school year or this like January um, is to start to infuse more of that in our every day. So bring it into our early release time for um, our trainings with our faculty and staff and our new hires, and just kind of look at all of our systems and put elements into place that allow for flexibility, allow for challenge by choice, allow adults to feel like they're adults and lifelong learners. So um, yeah, I don't know, I don't have a tangible piece I'm taking away. I feel like there's just so much that, I'm I'm trying to kind of synthesize and absorb and and put into my practice. So um, I also think you mentioned like leading by example and learning by example. I think that's a huge piece of this. Um, I do have very high standards for everyone, including myself, mm-hmm. and I will model that. I will um, kind of put myself out there to show I'm not asking more of somebody else than I would ever ask of myself, and um, so. Yeah, I, there's, that's a kind of a tricky question to answer.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, you know, the, the thing that I think is really important in, as an administrator, there's always this fear that you take a course, you go to a PD, a conference, whatever, and then all of a sudden you're going to come back and say, hey, everyone, you're all doing this, right? And that's kind of the, the fear. And I get that, but I think the first thing we should be saying when we go to these events, take these courses, do different things is, Hey everyone, I went to this and here's things that I learned and I'm trying to develop and I'm trying to grow in. So they see you like, because then you can kind of see that process of learning. Right. And that was when I, when I was a principal, that's when I started blogging and it was, it was kind of like this. I knew everyone in my staff was reading it, but it was like a, it was like this weird little secret. Like nobody would talk to me about it, but they would they would know like uh, here and there, there'd be like little mentions, but I wanted to kind of, you know, weirdly enough, I wanted them to see some of my uncertainty with things and that I was trying to kind of like work my way through and understand things in a different way, not just see here, here it is, here's what we're doing. Here's this thing. It's like, Hey, here's things I'm struggling with. Here's things that, you know, I really kind of understand. So, um has i'm curious like did anyone did anyone on your staff mention reading your your blogs? like
1: no <laughs> but that's my fault. I have not promoted it as much as I hope to in the future. And that I guess that is a huge takeaway for me is continuing the blog.
0: Hmm.
1: um now that that's started and now that you're promoting it on this.
0: yeah a bunch of people are going to see it now cuz it's in the description down below everybody. Yeah.
1: The accountability measures there. So um, I have a lot of ideas, a lot of things that I want to put out there. And I think going back to something you said too earlier about feeling somewhat isolated in this job, in this position, Mm -hmm. being an administrator, and you can feel very isolated, especially when you're the only administrator. And I'm very fortunate to have an amazing team that I work with in my building. And I have a great um, group of colleagues in my district that we meet with with monthly, but we do get very kind of like tunnel vision of we're in this little bubble in central Vermont and we do things the way we do things because they've worked that way. Mm -hmm. But when we branch out, Oh my goodness, we can see so many different perspectives and ideas and um, things like, why didn't we try that? Why, why, why didn't we think of that? Um, So this course was also really helpful in that way too. Um, getting ideas and inspiration from people from all different um, parts of the country and outside of the country. And so I think that that was another big piece of it. So I, there's actually one of my classroom teachers talked a lot about one year about um, how much we as classroom teachers are doing within our own classroom. And what are we doing beyond our classroom within our school system? And what are we doing globally beyond that? Like, how are we branching out and sharing what we're work, what we're doing? Because what we're doing is great work, right? But we're we're not sharing it. We're we're really keeping it here in Vermont. So, um, yeah, I think that's that was that's another piece. But again, like you said, sharing that with everybody in this idea that I'm still learning and I'm still perfecting, mm-hmm. growing this practice. Like, it's it's not where I want it to be yet. And, and I'm okay with that. Like, I'm okay putting myself out there being vulnerable and sharing like that. It's a work in progress.
0: Yeah. And like, and for people listening, uh, I'm going to link this video down below. It's called obvious to you, amazing to others. And it, it is, you know, I I really appreciate that you share that perspective that, you know, sometimes people are like, Oh, we're so innovative and forward thinking. I'm like, you might be within your own district compared to what you're doing two years ago. But if you go outside of your district like you're behind in so many ways. And some people don't realize that because they don't look outside of their district. But even when that is the case, there's things in those districts that are might be not as innovative, forward-thinking. They're still doing really incredible things, but no one knows. And I love that the video, It's I think it's Derek Sivers, he talks about sometimes the things that we do that are just what we do, and we don't even think about it, to someone else is like, wow, I never even thought of that. It's one of the best ideas ever. And it's one of my favorite videos to share because I think that was something that I really took away from um, your work is that the stuff that you kind of just do, I was like, this is incredible, right? And I'm um, really kind of embracing that. I'm going to tell you, everyone listening to this right now, Allison, this is the first podcast. It's not going to be your last. I'm telling you, this is uh, really incredible stuff and you'll see it in your blog. And so, Allison, I got to thanks so much for your time today. Like,
1: absolutely. thank yeah, you. I
0: honestly can't, you know, I feel horrible that you're doing this and it's like three days before new year's it's after Christmas. So just thanks for taking the time to, um, be on the podcast. Cause I was just, I was just so impressed by your work and I, I, I just wanted to have you on the podcast. I actually sent you an email. You never responded for forever. I'm like, Oh, what did I do? I
1: know, you know? <laughs> like I said, things got busy, but then I reached back out and I was like, if you still have me, I would oh, love yeah, to be
0: absolutely here. anytime.
1: But um, no, this was great and I really appreciate you providing the opportunity you with Katie Novak um, for the UDL course that's been great so yeah,
0: yeah. like hey I, I benefit from it every single time in the perspectives that you know people like yourself bring because there's just so much I learned from you so. Um, everyone thank you so much for listening Allison thank you I hope you have a great 2024. Um, anyone listening to this right now it already is so uh, I wish you all the best and check out Allison's uh, blog and uh comment on it that would be really cool but you know i allison would be a great example if you want to start your own so i think that would be a great place to start you don't have to actually you know take the class to start your own you know spaces to you know share your learning with the world so allison thanks for being here thanks everyone for listening i hope you have a wonderful day